0: Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with
1: Anne... I hate children's drawings. ...and Adam. <laughs> this is the sound of their brains breaking. This is the first one that's not written by Brandon Braga.
0: Right. And I think they picked somebody who is a shitty writer so that they would look better? <laughs> like like you take your ugly friend or your fat friend to the bar, you know, with yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. It's like... Uh.
1: I knew people did that on purpose No Not really
0: <laughs> Like it's a plot for for you know um, Sitcoms but it's not real Yeah You're friends with who you're friends with you know
1: And then it's gotta be whoever's down to go out that night And then it's like no, oh, alright you know Yeah
0: exactly <laughs> D- Depending
1: yeah. on who it Uh huh. is uh-huh. I'm sure I've been that person Like they oh, were I'm like sure hey want to go out And I'm like sure and they're like oh I don't know if that was a great idea I didn't think he'd say <laughs> yes <laughs> I bet that's happened to me
0: I'm sure it has for me yeah'
1: <laughs> like oh Christ he's gonna talk about Star Trek
0: <laughs> yeah a friend of mine uh posted she was like what are you guys doing right now you know what what have you done new since the the pandemic started or whatever and I was like I was like I started a Star Trek podcast and she was like y- you know when we were living together that's like that I've never seen Star Trek before or since, and I was like, "Bitch, what the fuck deals do you think I'm going to do a goddamn podcast about?" <laughs>
1: like that is like, <laughs> so yeah. Power tools, uh, shuffleboard. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of other things you would not start. Um, let's see, podcast about podcast yeah. cats. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why would you start a podcast about cats? <laughs> Just talk to your friend that has a cat. You're talking into a microphone holding a cat. So yeah. I, here I'm holding Mr. Butterscotch. Um, okay, now he wants to be put down. Yeah. Okay, he left. <laughs> See you Ooh, next week.
0: There's a bad smell coming out of the litter box. That's it. <laughs>
1: litter there's boxes, your podcast. dead birds. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the dead animal shit's funny. Somebody was telling me that. Uh, their cat brought them a dead possum. Oh, God. It killed a whole ass possum.
0: Jesus.
1: My cat has brought me um, dead chipmunks before. <laughs> and Mm-mm. he has also brought live ones. He's brought live ones into the house.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And that's, that just turns into like. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's no doing anything about it. Oh, wow. We just want to say hi to all of our international listeners, and we yes. do actually have some. Yay! Uh, so yeah, UK, Ireland, we see y'all. Uh, Germany, Australia. The one that kind of blew my mind is Palestine. Sweet. So shout out and support to you in the Gaza Strip. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough uh, situation. Oh shit! <laughs> and uh, we hope that we can—I don't know—keep you entertained about yeah. the worst Star Trek series <laughs> while slow motion genocide happened. So uh, yeah, yeah.
0: it's not like not like we're having a great time here, but you know, <laughs> it's it's not like that. So you know, first world, first world I was saying to Adam earlier that this episode bored the crap out of me. I don't know why it the last twenty minutes or so is where you know kind of everything happens, but otherwise, I'm just like,
1: eh. like I agree overall, mm-hmm. like I just wasn't thoroughly entertained through Mm-mm. this one, but it made me angry it ma- <laughs> it did make me angry a couple of times, oh. yes, uh, uh, same here, uh, but it did have a way of capturing awkwardness that I want to talk about later by a relatively inexperienced director. Mm -hmm. This director had only ever shot something called Special Unit 2 and 10 episodes of Voyager. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, shot a bunch of Voyager, uh, and then this one episode of Enterprise, and that's it.
0: Um, Directed by Terry Wendell.
1: Though he didn't direct a lot, Terry Wendell worked as a visual effects supervisor for a bunch of stuff, hmm. including Return of the Jedi, oh. 2010, uh, the Twilight movies. <laughs> Sorry. The Tick series, which is fantastic. It has really good effects. Mm -hmm. And Masters of the fucking Universe. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. (laughs) Which sucks so much. But in a really great way. I mean, it was terribly badly good. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I remember the really bad lightning effects. But, I mean, they were fun at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, just nowadays, eh, not so much.
0: I find that odd because... I don't think the special, especially the visual effect of the comet in this episode, I don't think it was very good.
1: Yeah, but it got nominated for an Emmy. What? This episode? For the special effects.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? America, I shit you not.
1: Nominated for an Emmy in the category of Outstanding Special Visual Effects for a Series in 2002, but guess what it lost to? What? The first episode. <laughs> broken bow bo, 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 oh, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> okay okay I think they're better in this one yeah you know the grappler doesn't look as bad i I was mainly thinking of
0: the comet the comet just looked so fuzzy and like yeah washed out it didn't have any um definition it was like somebody like you know blurred it and I was it, like that's, okay.
1: It looked like they just took the Comet from DS9.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From the intro of DS9 and just slapped it into this one. And they were yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they made some more effects or whatever because they mm-hmm. shot it at different angles. Different but
0: colors and stuff like that. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah. just
1: Yeah, looked like it was pretty much the same one. I was not impressed. This was like 2001. so mm-hmm. So we open up in the mess hall. Mm-hmm. And flocks and Trip. And it looks like it's really cute because they've got, like, little kids' drawings.
0: Yeah, and I can only assume that they printed those out.
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: Well, they obviously didn't get them mailed. (laughs) So they they have a printer?
1: Nah, USPS is so fucking sick in the future. (laughs) We have solved our current USPS crisis, (laughs) and they are fucking rocking it.
0: A pony Express of the universe. Fuck yeah. So and Flox is like gonna hang one in Sick Bay, and I'm like, why? I'm so I'm sorry. I maybe I'm just an evil fucking witch, but I hate children's drawings.
1: I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog too.
0: <laughs> I, I, I They're I'm fucking saving terrible.
1: That. I'm saving that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't want a fucking shitty ass drawing hanging in my fucking office where I have to see it every day and be like, oh, that space is terrible. Ooh, God. You
1: know, I'm no. Oh, my God. That's amazing. OK. Hear me out on this. OK. I used to uh, be in charge of the art shows at uh, the Grit in Athens, Georgia. And oh. the art shows were all they were were uh, we would find someone local. And uh, they would put up art around the, uh, around, around the restaurant, on the mm-hmm. walls. Yeah. And they'd be up for like um, a month or so. Right. Or a couple of months. I forgot. Anyway, uh, I, was, I was not very good at this. <laughs> no, I don't have a great eye for art. But I would just be like, all right, well, it doesn't look like shit, so put it up. Yeah. But uh, the most popular art show and everyone's favorite was the annual, and I turned it into biannual, kids art show oh, so we would do we would get the <laughs> we would get uh the kids from local elementary school mm-hmm. and they would just have cute kid drawings or whatever and they'd put it up in kind of very little simple things and hang them up and everything like that mm-hmm. it was everybody's favorite yeah. because kids just draw stuff for fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just sure, fun. Sure. And there's no uh, pretension. Sure, there's no sure. uh, whatever. It's just... I went to art school. Allow me to destroy your gallery. <gasps> Bullshit. Bullshit. Derivative. <laughs> that I love. I absolutely love. Um, that's just the air conditioner. I want it. It's everything. It has a sort of purity to it. And you can't get mad at it or anything like that. It's just, you know, the kids aren't up. And also, you know, it brought in a little bit more money because of the sure. parents, the families would come in and see Their kids the kids aren't are up yeah, on the walls. Yeah, yeah. And, you know,
0: if it were my kid, I'm sure I'd feel differently. But I don't have one, so I don't give a fuck.
1: You know, <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, I like kids' drawings. When I moved into uh, our, our house, the house that, that we're in now, uh, I had the idea to have a couple of my friends' kids just like I just give them crayons or whatever, and be like, "Hey, just do like this whole section of the wall in uh, the kitchen or something." And I was like, that that could be fun, you know, they could just draw whatever they wanted and it would be on there and it would be, you know, really funny or something or cute, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I ran this by the family that I was thinking of as parents and they were like, no, no, Mm-mm. no, no, don't, don't do that. And I'm like, what, what, why not? And they're like, no, it'll, they just won't stop. It'll just keep going. They'll do the entire house. You just, you can't let yeah. them do that. <laughs> it's yeah. like,
0: fucking Well, hell. Plus, they'll, they'll think it's okay in their house, too. Oh, yeah. They'll go home and be like, why can't I do it in my house?
1: Oh, good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leave the thinking to me, Albert Einstein.
0: Yeah, and Trip offers, he stops to Paul and offers her one for her quarters. And she's like, she says they're crude, but somewhat accurate. I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: What? That's. Okay, but then the, there is one that he calls First Contact that was kind of cute. Had like an octopusy looking monster and. Octopusy has everything. You know, had a phaser out and stuff. And then there's the intensely racist one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, the one that reminds me of, like, Nazi drawings of Jews or drawings that the KKK make of propaganda drawings of black people. Right. (laughs) Only it's a Vulcan. Oh, my God. God.
1: That was, like, straight disturbing. And the, pre- the whole, like, oh, heel, 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 check this out. It's kind of like the yeah. if you're vegetarian and you're around somebody, and they're just like, I want to order a big, fat steak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Such a shitty fucking thing to do. I
0: mean, seriously, imagine if Topal had been Jewish and the kid had drawn a, you know, stereotypical Jew- Drawing, right? I mean, that's basically what they were doing, and I don't understand why they don't see that. Yeah, like why did the writers not catch that and go, "Wow, that's really fucked up"?
1: Uh, yeah. So that doesn't work. Bad idea. Not funny. She does shoot him. Of <laughs> she is pretty good at the withering, you know, yeah. dead eyed look. Uh,
0: but he doesn't. He doesn't get it though. Like he's just like her. It's fun. It's fun. Look, you keep doing yeah.
1: Vulcan. Oh my God. They're such an asshole. Yeah. because anything goes to Florida come on down and do your worst
0: Ahab comes over the intercom and says you know they've discovered a comet and it's a very nice comet is a big comet i just don't find it that it's a very big comet and you know hoshi's like we can name it archer's comet and i'm just i don't know why i'm just so underwhelmed by this the there's something about the way they shot it or the way they directed it or something just does not seem exciting
1: that's totally fair uh i didn't quite have that reaction i was just like mm-hmm. oh yeah this would be the e- probably the easiest time that humans at this point could just like fly up to a comet and mm-hmm. like fuck around with it although we have done that well with robots yeah. but not like Still. in a ship where we can just like easily True. follow along and just like yeah just follow the big chunk of ice man let's, let's yeah. see what it's doing <laughs> yeah as it sort of fades out of that, and it goes into theme, Charles in of our days and our night. Charles- it sort of leaves you with a, oh, how nice for them. Like, I, yeah. I, I was just like, oh, pleasant. You're easily impressed.
0: Maybe the music could have swelled or something. Just something just was lacking that made me go, cool. Yeah. There wasn't any emotion behind it that, like, caught me.
1: I know what you mean, but it didn't really, like, bother me. I was just, like, ex- mm, yeah, a little bit weak going into the theme. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing weaker than the theme, so. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then uh, we're into Paul's quarters. Uh, she gets uh-huh. a message and does not react to it at all. We can't read Vulcan.
0: I thought this was really odd. The type face of the, I mean, I realize it's in Vulcan and I can't read Vulcan, but it just seemed really big. But I guess that was probably like they needed to make it look really big in the shot. I don't know. I'm just a picky bitch. Um <laughs> But she, yeah, she's like, she sits down. It's like a dramatic moment. She obviously does not, isn't happy about this. So,
1: Yeah, the music in a lot of this episode is doing some heavy lifting mm-hmm. to cue mm-hmm. us. And I think it's a little heavy handed, honestly, with the music. I get it, though, in this scene, because she's not going to emote. She's not going to read it and go, oh, or wow, or anything yeah. like that, because she's a Vulcan. Right. So that's fine. Right, totally, right. Totally makes she, sense she's here. not
0: going to say, oh, shit. Or anything like that. She's gonna be so, like, you yeah.
1: motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> Although I'd love it if she did. That would be so crazy.
1: Oh yeah. I still <laughs> I still dream of the day <laughs> where she just loses it. <laughs> Every episode now I'm just like, come on, come on, come on, come on, just fucking come lose on. it. You can do it. I have had enough of you.
0: So then the very next scene is this beautiful pecan pie slice. Yeah. And I, I got to be honest, when I moved to Georgia when I was like 14 or something and somebody offered me pecan pie, it looked disgusting. <laughs> and yeah, fair. the person that made it was not a very good cook. So it was kind of disgusting. It was just really just not very well made. And I have had pecan pie since, and it was fantastic. So I, you know, now I get it. But if I had seen pecan pie, like, you know, if I had seen this, like, when it first came out, I'd been like, oh, gross.
1: It's uh, not the most appealing looking of Mm -hmm. desserts, but there is something very Southern comfort food about it. So,
0: And then he pairs it with a glass of milk.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Sorry, I'm find milk
1: disgusting. Just in general or it Yeah, mil- it's just in general. Okay. I thought you meant like with pecan pie. Oh
0: no, that's that's a a, a logical pairing.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. But I totally get that. Milk. I pretty much only buy milk to cook with, but you mm-hmm. know I was very happy about um pronunciation here mm-hmm. because there are a couple different ways to say pecan. Yeah. And <laughs> the <laughs> Uh, and I had to look it up. I was like, is, uh, what's his name? Connor Chenier, or whatever. Uh-huh. Is, is Florida, is the actor who plays Florida Man actually Southern? He is not. Right. He's from Washington right. State. But his whole family is Southern. Oh, interesting. Like Southern Missouri and, you know, the northern part of the South. But very much still the South. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember being just ready to give up on... American dad, (laughs) when in the very beginning, somebody goes, pecan, like they say pecan. Yeah. I was like, I can't hear that.
0: No, it's really annoying.
1: It is nails on a chalkboard. And I cannot hear that. Like, there are some pronunciations that, and I realize I'm from a place where we say things weird (laughs) when they put TV shows with my fellow Cajuns on TV, they have to have subtitles. So (laughs) I get it. We're the odd, you know, whatever. (laughs) But <laughs> there are some things that sound dead fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. And pecan is like, or somebody's mis- uh, mispronouncing uh, jambalaya is like yeah. j- jambalaya. Uh, I'm uh, just like, no, 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 stop, no. Shut so- up. Someone kill me. So <laughs> Someone kill me right now. Right now. I need to die right now. You are now dead. Thank you for using Stop and Drop.
0: America's favorite suicide booth
1: since 2008. So and we are, we do have a bunch of people in California writing for a southern character and that usually ends up cringe somewhere. Yeah. But he says it right. I'm sure they just wrote it and didn't didn't think about it, mm-hmm. but pecan, you know or pecan, you know mm-hmm. there's like a like a southern drawl sure. as how he is how he tackled it with pecan. That's acceptable. Yeah, that's okay. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, uh, <laughs> Florida Turnier. man, for Florida, Florida-ing this. <laughs> this scene, he's just he doesn't listen to her about anything. Nope. He's just like, come here, talk to me. And she's like, no. And I'm really it, tired.
0: <laughs> she's like, I don't want to, yeah. What she does, I mean, she doesn't, it's not like she's, you know, he's forcing her to or anything. but And he um, he tells her to stay away from some blend that will keep you away for da- awake for days. And she says that caffeine has very little effect on Vulcans and that's an interesting note. And he says, he asked her for her company and she says she's really tired, but then she says she does sit down with him.
1: Yeah. It's cause he pulls that. Well, I should be more tired than you. I worked even harder than you, yeah. <laughs> which I, I can't stand. So some, somebody did that to me today or whatever, you know, it's mm. just like, what? You don't know how much sleep I didn't get. Like what do you, an- anyway, I. I can't stand that whole thing where yeah. somebody's like, "Holy, holy shit! I'm tired, or it's hot, or whatever." And yeah. You're just like, "Well, guess what? It's uh, everything I did was worse." It's
0: not pie, it's, you know.
1: It's just an asshole thing to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I thought he was just real obnoxious this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then so she's trying to read something. She's like, "Okay, fine." Mm-hmm. Then she's trying to read something, and he just keeps interrupting her, and that drives me crazy when people do that. Yeah, I'm sitting there trying to like, you see but- what I'm doing? You see that I'm doing this. Why am yeah. I talking to you about whatever, like, your fuck thing is? You know? It, yeah. Yeah. I can just think of a couple of different instances where somebody's just yammering at me, and I'm just like, I'm looking at a newspaper, uh-huh. a giant physical newspaper, yeah. which doesn't happen that often. Like, that's a thing. You can't be mistaken for not reading it, unless you're like, it's an old-timey sight gag, and it's upside down. <laughs> Try being a woman on a bus. Oh, God. hmm uh, You
0: could have your headphones on, reading a book, with a scarf over your face, and some man will be like, excuse me, excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? Uh, or just start talking to you, and you're not even, you don't even, you're not even aware that he's, ta- that they're talking. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> totally yeah, get it. That's but, horrible.
1: Yeah. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you know what sexual harassment consists of? Do you know how to react if it takes place on your bus? Ben!
0: What's going on back there? And she does have, like, a physical reaction to what she's reading. And, and he does notice that she's, like, down or upset or whatever. And he says, you know, are you all right? And she says she's fine and walks out. And he tells her to have sweet dreams or whatever. And I'm, they are very slowly building a relationship. Between the two of them,
1: yeah, that kind of becomes clear that they're going to inch a little bit closer mm-hmm. during this, and I guess they're just going for an opposite attract, and also these are the two hottest people, so whatever. <laughs> I think that's more minor. Yeah, pretty much. They
0: occasionally will try to push it with with, our, with Ahab and her, and it just never it never works well. It never looks good. It doesn't. It just it gives me a I don't know. I don't like it. So. Yeah, they. I guess they were like, well, you know, Trip's fine.
1: It's not like Trip does like Vulcans, right? Trip is generally right there bitching about Vulcans with Archer,
0: mm-hmm. and he's the you one that know. showed her that nasty racist picture in the beginning. So, I mean, he definitely ha- does his share of, you know, racist shit. Yeah, but he's warming up to her, like, like he's she's his Vulcan friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so the next scene we get a completely you know to paul's talking about um how there's giant comet has a um interesting element in it and it's it's not it's not a real element i checked because um, <laughs> i have to check all that things um but uh vulcans have only small seen small quantities of it and she you know she's as, as excited as a scientist you know Vulcan can get so
1: you you'd think but for some reason she has nothing to do with the uh science <laughs> no. mission that they do but uh, I thought it was hilarious that they named it Icilium yeah cuz they're like yeah it's just made of ice no one gives a shit and then they were like oh wait well it needs to have something in there oh, no. that they want so like a met like a uh a metal or something okay um Icilium Icilium c- y- Anyway, break for lunch, everybody. Might as well be un- unobtainium. <laughs> it's made of ice, and so they're just like fucking ice. Silium. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> stupid. Like I said. I, I'm sorry, like,
1: that's lazy. There, if you're making up an element, like, do something. It, yeah. uh, they didn't even have to make up something. They mm. could have said, "Oh, we found trace amounts of um, cobalt." Well, I mean, I was gonna say dilith- dilithium, yeah, but, or something. Yeah, you know, sure, yeah, you know, something. It's like ice psyllium. Mm-hmm. C- try again. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: That's what I mean about this episode. It's like they found a shittier writer than they are, Brandon and Braga, and we're like, yeah, let's let's make them do it. <laughs> You know? (laughs) All of our episodes will look fucking great compared to this.
1: I mean, yeah, it's science fiction, but we're much more interested in writing the fiction than in knowing about the science. I mean, you can literally study science for weeks before you're really on top of it.
0: Yeah, and and I had to write the links for a Dale Winton pilot, so we thought, sod it.
1: Last week on Space Trek and Wars. Captain, the little green men have made a hole in the silver wall with their laser thing, and now the space is getting in. Quick,
0: everyone. (laughs) Put on the special motorcycle helmets for breathing with. We're humans. We breathe air, not space.
1: Yeah, so they're going to fly down and land on the comet, and walk around on a comet, and I think that's pretty cool. I mean, just thinking NASA-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done that with a robot. That was pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Actually NASA didn't do that. I think that was European Space Agency, but it was kind of a group effort, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. So a Vulcan ship shows up and then the music turns like dun, 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 dun yeah. Like like the villains have arrived. Right. And I mean, I guess after the and Dorian incident, we can just pretty much call the Vulcans the villains, right? That, we? I
0: think that's are, what we, are we there yet? I think that's what they're trying to do.
1: It's just I don't know. It yeah, it's very much like bad guy music, like oh and no. And it's and it's
0: not just bad guy; it's just being like snarky and me. You know, they're like we saw it two days ago.
1: They hail or hi or whatever mm-hmm. somebody does. Anyway, so they get on the FaceTime, and uh, this is a guy named Brannick Vranick. Veranic? Wait, wait a minute. Hang on. I wrote it down. I thought it said v- I thought they said Vranic first, and then later it sounded like they said Branic. So I don't know which one it actually is. It does
0: start with a V. I've got it written down. Oh, okay.
1: Somewhere. Eventually. Yeah, it is Vannic.
0: Yeah, they start talking, and um, the cap the Vulcan captain is like, "Yeah, we saw it two days ago, way before you did." Um, and the fr- actually the first thing he says is, "Are you lost?" Which is so like. It's, okay, see, here's the thing. It comes across as really rude and bitchy and mean. But if you're looking at it from the Vulcan's point of view, he's just asking. The whole time, any interaction that uh, Ahab and the the Vulcan captain were having I was reminded of like when I was in you know junior high school and I thought everybody was mean to me and I was super oversensitive and every I took everything as an affront you know or or I I read into every little thing and you know now looking back on it I'm like no that's just people that's just the way people were but captain you know our ahab is taking every little thing as an insult
1: it's pretty well established from the very beginning he's just going to be super on edge around vulcans yeah and then after the whole thing with the andorians i think he's just like yeah you know what just kind of fuck these guys
0: fuck you fuck you fuck you. you're cool and fuck you i'm out yeah and this guy does not help this guy does not make it easy.
1: No, this dude sucks. Mm. This guy's a t- colossal asshole. Yeah. Like at first, yeah, it seems like it could be a genuine question: Are you lost? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think he's pretty much like, yeah, you little shits. Yeah. Uh, what are you What are you doing out here?
0: Well, and and later on, he just like straight up is like, I don't find humans interesting.
1: I'm bored.
0: I'm the chairman of the board. Which is like super offensive to the humans, and I'm like. Well, you know, you're you're kind of racist. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, well,
1: you haven't done a whole lot. This is yeah. you have one warp four and a half ship. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, not, you're probably not that interesting. Yeah. Your ears aren't even pointed or anything.
0: But yeah, they. So the Vulcans just want to observe, uh, for some bizarre reason, they want to watch the humans do what they're going to do with this comet, which. I I honestly is like, why?
1: I didn't get why. And then also I didn't get why Captain Beckett was wasn't just like, why is that? Because. Yeah. Why didn't he ask? Vulcans don't generally lie when given. Exactly. They say they don't lie. They do. You know, we've known Spock to kind of, you know, Kirk rubbed off on him. So he Mm -hmm. will stretch the truth and things like that. Or, I
0: exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exaggerated. Yeah. Or go quote unquote buy the book in mm-hmm. uh, Wrath of Khan, shit mm-hmm. like that. But I think it would be hard for him to lie if you just straight asked him, like, well, you're welcome to observe, but why would you do that? Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he'd kind of have to answer the question, or it, that would have told him a lot. Mm-hmm. But instead, he just goes passive-aggressive with it. Exactly. Well, sure, fine. Doesn't yeah. bother me, like, at all. Uh, Ahab
0: turns super passive-aggressive and just, and just does not handle this well. And, uh, and we've established that he's not a diplomat.
1: He's not good at this in general. Picard
0: could have handled this a lot better than Ahab is.
1: Pursuant to Paragraph.
0: One thousand two hundred and ninety. I hear He was
1: much more of a diplomat. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 easy. but I mean, even Kirk would have I don't know. Oh, I, God, I really anybody think... would have done Any... better. That it, it's yeah.
0: it's just awful. <laughs> like he's, yes. just, he he's just such <laughs> a dick. <just> he's <laughs> so <laughs> high school about it is what is what it you know, it, it the reaction it reminds me of. And then he drags DePaul into his office and is like, What the fuck are they doing here? And she's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And he gets all paranoid and he's like, he talks about an incident that we, you know, haven't seen on on camera that, about where they encountered a Vulcan ship that didn't respond to hails and then ran away when the humans got close. And I'm kind of, I get why he's a little bit paranoid, but again, I, I still feel sorry for her. Like, it's not her fucking fault, you asshole. Like she has been loyal to you from the beginning and you're still acting like she's a spy.
1: And frankly, I mean, he he blew the lid off of their spy operation Mm -hmm. on a straight up hostile neighbor. And so he's like, why are they following us? It's like, dude, why aren't they shooting at you? Yeah. (laughs) No shit. That's the question. Like, Uh they should blow you out of the sky. Yeah. There are no other logical solutions. They have the technology. They can just get out of Enterprise's shitty sensor range, fire a torpedo, and watch you die. Yeah. That whole listening post thing was gigantic, and the Andorians proved themselves violent exactly
0: yeah and he's the cat the vulcan captain says you know if we were spying on you you'd never know we were there
1: he wraps this up with saying uh well if he's the kind of guy who likes to watch yeah um, and that's the second time that that kind of thing has been used i think since like the second episode when phlox is like oh well i wonder if they'll let me watch the mate yeah things like that it's like what are you yeah is this that's yeah. weird. Suddenly
0: we're in Jerry Falwell Jr.'s territory. <laughs> you know. Sorry, topical. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is fucked. No,
1: that shit should live for all time.
0: It should live for all time, and and, and he is going to have to deal with it because we're never going to fucking let that go.
1: Fuck that guy.
0: So uh, we go back to the Reed and Milk Toast show. Which is, uh, according to Memory Alpha, was supposed to be like sort of the A-plot. But the, you know, T'Pol is just such a more interesting character and all that, that this just kind of just wasn't as interesting. So I don't know if the writers then, you know, once they wrote it, were like, oh, we should make this the B-plot and, you know, T'Pol thing the A-plot or what. But it's definitely not as interesting Neither one is really interesting, but this one is definitely less interesting than what's happening to Paul. And uh, they're all, the two of them are all giddy, and you know this is so cool in the shuttle. And Milk Toast is just so twee it hurts. <laughs> he's just oh god, he's.
1: You thought there was a lot of sugar in that pecan pie.
0: Yeah, God Jesus.
1: He's just so sweet.
0: He i it, mean it's just <laughs> oh.
1: God, you you sit you sit in a restaurant in Atlanta, Georgia, the waitresses come out with two pitchers full of tea and you have to drink it. They call it sweet tea. That's what they call it. Y'all want a sweet tea sweet tea. Y'all want a sweet tea today? How about the sweet tea? Y'all want a sweet tea? How about a sweet tea? Y'all want a sweet tea? How about the sweet tea? Y'all want a sweet, sweet tea? Well, this okay, so there's a better episode in combining these things because yeah. This is a science mission? Yeah. So, sure, you need your, your pilot to go make a precision landing on mm-hmm. a comet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that they haven't done before. So, sure, that makes sense. Why do you send the guns and explosions guy? <laughs> oh, because to... they
0: did have to do the drilling and the, he did have to blow it up.
1: But it's like a science mission. Like, the drilling into the ice, I mean, that's what, that's what they did in the Arctic Circle in order to test the amount of carbons and that's how we... Mm that's a big way that we've been able to track the warming of the planet, stuff like this. Right. This is a legit science uh, operation. Definitely. Sure, they do have to, like, set an explosion, but I, they sort of do. I don't. Uh, but I don't get not sending to Paul other than, okay, well, we're going to have her deal with her, her personal stuff or whatever. Yeah. I feel like there's a way to combine these. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she actually does go on this mission, I don't yeah. know. I uh, just kind of vaguely idea about that, and it would make uh, I think it would just make one better a story instead of trying to have an a yeah. and a b story.
0: What's odd to me is how long the trip on the comet takes. Like it seems like it takes them like four hours just to be set up. You know, it's really it, it the timing is just all kind of wrong. On, on I don't this know. Episode.
1: I think I think that's I think it's difficult to get a lot done in ev suits uh, if you ever yeah. watched spacewalks it takes them like 10 minutes to tighten a couple oh, sure of bolts. but these are
0: much better ev suits
1: yeah yeah i yeah. mean the bulkiness of they're they're not much less bulky than the ones that we have now when you look at the mm-hmm. things or whatever <laughs> he And did... I, I tell you who agrees with you though is uh the guy that played malcolm <laughs> right, he, right he said that it was a murder. It was like 10 yeah. days in those suits or something yeah. like that. Just like it took forever to shoot that and they're stuck in those big, I'm sure very hot and uncomfortable suits. Oh
0: God, yeah. They look like they're just made out of plastic. Ugh. Yeah. And evidently um, Milk Toast is kind of Milk Toasty in real life because he said that um, some of the stress was due to Anthony Montgomery's energetic and talkative behavior. <laughs> I just can got-
1: and and then what and then the one fuck. time
0: exactly yeah <laughs> oh my god it's really hot fuck? in here
1: Dominic isn't hot in here it's hot in these Dominic <laughs> I'm so hot they need like little fans and stuff yeah can I get another fan hey what do you want to get for lunch <laughs> you want a coke I want a coke <laughs> wait don't drink anything because then we have to pee and it takes an hour to get out of these to pee
0: I said shut up. As it close your mouth and stop talking. Uh, but yeah, the the set looks identical to at least the you know the styrofoam looks identical to the Star Trek VI um, set when Kirk and McCoy were out in the snow on the prison planet. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't think. I mean, that. I, I, it's got to be pretty hard to fake snow.
1: Very hard to fake snow. You know? Yeah,
0: because it doesn't. I mean, it, there's no way to make it look quite right. Real snow, no matter how low the lighting, kind of sparkles, and this does not. You know, the, this has no sheen to it. The ice is just, you know, supposed ice is just real flat. You know, matte looking. So it, in, it you know, it just doesn't come across well. But I mean,
1: you know, in Star Trek six, were they on a location or was that
0: the scene where they were around the fire and the um, um. Iman turned into Kirk. Killed him. Something turned. escape. Now that's convincing for both. Yeah. That was a set.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's fine. All right. I guess like I was thinking like the the wider outside shots. Oh, yeah, that
0: and... that was that was on location.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah that that's
0: But difficult. that was all second unit, you know. I doubt they had like
1: the actors on there or anything. Yeah. Like when they get there and then the one-eyed guy is like there are no guards. If you escape, yeah. you die. And Yeah. Because yeah. it's cold as shit here. Right. I will say I have been Travis where he's like, I've only seen snow twice in my life or whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. that was me up until like, you know, like three or four years ago.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I had a I had a friend in high school that I would uh, drive to high school every day. And he came out one day. who's from Texas. And he had lived in Louisiana before that. And he was like, what the fuck is all this on your car? I was like, it's frost. He was like, whoa. And I mean, he just broke his brain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, it's frost, man. You know, just get in the fucking car. It's cold. So, you know, I mean, it, it, and it was, you know, frost is very pretty. But, but like, yeah, he was completely, you know, blown away. And, and that year was, they, we did have a blizzard. And he was, you know, in heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, thanks. I'm good.
1: I, it it has pretty much stopped snowing here. It used to snow like once every couple of years. We get a, mm-hmm. just a little bit.
0: And everything shuts the fuck down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just- I lived right by Prince Avenue, which is a, a road, like a thoroughfare or whatever. And you just heard uh, sirens constantly because people didn't know how to drive in it. So they just like smashed into each other. And so there were just wrecks everywhere because people were like, "I can drive. I'm twenty-two. I'm not, you know."
0: Yeah, the logic seems to be, "I need to get there faster so I don't have a wreck,"
1: <laughs> which is just oh.
0: It'd be illogical. Illogical. Down in engineering, Trip asks Hoshi to look some look at something that turns out to be hidden messages from the Vulcan ship to to Paul, and he takes it to Ahab, who automatically, in his racist head is all, this must be proof that she's working for them. And I'm like, didn't she just last episode fucking prove to you that she is on your side and she's loyal and...
1: What the exactly. fuck? She all, yeah, we went through this. She yeah. took the blanket, the whole bit. You you felt bad about that and then what, Frick. He just doesn't learn anything. Dumbass! Things don't seem to stick with this guy. He's like Memento.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so he has Hoshi decrypt it at top priority.
1: I'll do a little benefit of the doubt kind of thing here. And that maybe he's not so much suspicious of her. Sure. As he is of, he's definitely suspicious of the, the Vulcan ship and how they've been shadowing him and stuff, because for some reason he forgot everything that happened last episode.
0: Okay, maybe he's interested in what they are sending her.
1: Yeah, it's more about what they're sending her. Like, uh, Okay. I think Trip talks him into being suspicious of her. Well, he's, yeah. But I don't know if we're there yet in Archer's mind that he's like, right. okay, she's causing a problem. Right, right. It's more it's more okay the something the Vulcans are something. trying to send her something.
0: Well, Trip says it looks like she's having trouble keeping her promises and I'm like, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm just of the mind like no he has, he has no hesitation, no thought of talking to her, asking her what's up. He just immediately is like decrypt it so we know what's going on.
1: It's like, like it's like, out oh. of order. Like this should have yeah. been before the Andorian incident
0: right right maybe but that's a very good possibility
1: yeah because he would know exactly why the vulcans are following him mm-hmm. uh, he would not be suspicious of to after the andorian incident right that's very possible i don't know if this was written out of order or aired out of order uh because networks will do that sometimes for whatever reason Uh, But, yeah, this seems like this should have gone before the Andorian incident. That would make a lot of sense. So Hoshi's going to work on that message and get back to him. So Hoshi has something to do this episode, so that's cool. We now go to the scene on the bridge.
0: Yeah, I can't decide if this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen or if it's just genius. I I I can't decide.
1: Here's what it is. Filling
0: time. Ah, See, yeah.
1: The episode mm-hmm. had to have been underwritten because this just keeps going mm-hmm. and going and mm-hmm. going and it has no purpose and does not drive the narrative forward. yeah
0: It also answers questions that we already know the answer to.
1: Oh, I don't know I don't think I knew. wait hold on I'm trying to think Remember. Yep, you're right. Yeah. It answers nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay well, the good thing is we now know that the kids in an Irish elementary school, now know how the toilet works and the universal translator Mm -hmm. yeah it just keeps on going and i couldn't figure out why it was here and then i was just like yeah the only thing i can come up with is they were just short on time time. yeah this is the kind of scene that you cut first Uh for time yeah so if it's here
0: (laughs) they they really were starved for time yeah and he and and yeah he's in full youth pastor mode and he talks about the hydroponic greenhouse. And I'm like, where the fuck is that? Why, why haven't we seen that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> then, like, you know, everybody snickers and hilarity ensues about the poop question. He called the shit poop! <laughs> then they go back to, you know, the comet. <laughs> Just like, oh my yeah. god, that was so And we bad. found a
1: big comet, kids! Yeah, they don't, they yeah, don't care. yeah. They don't care. I swear
0: to god, that was his voice, too. You nailed it. That, like, hey, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. Like like a clown voice from a kid's party. It's so weird.
1: There's a scene after this where he looks and he sees that Mayweather and Reed are like making a snowman on right. it. If that had happened before that, I think that that would have been a cute way to end the message to the little kids. We landed on a comet and we made a snowman on right, it. You right, 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 right. That could have been a sweet little, mm-hmm. yeah, kids would like that. Instead of just like, we found a big old rock. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, you know. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Whatever. (laughs) This bastard's boring. (laughs) What are they droning on about? Put the poop guy back on. Why can I not go to the poop?
0: All the kids get to go to the poop. And then I don't get to go to the (laughs) poop.
1: Oh, God. That's terrible. You ever seen Moon Boy? I'm gonna make that my recommendation later. Okay. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. Moon Boy is right. fucking amazing.
0: So yeah, milk, ta- milk toast made a snowman, and if it's not fucking poly- polystyrene packing material, I'm fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Snow doesn't work that way, you know. But I do want a plasma torch. That's pretty cool.
1: I still don't get how they're walking around on a comet.
0: That's a good question. It
1: doesn't have enough gravity. There's not enough gravity there. Maybe
0: they have they have the.
1: the God, that's a good question.
0: Because the magnetic boot thing wouldn't work.
1: To what? Yeah. To what plating would it be mm-hmm. attached to? Life uh, finds a way. So yeah, that whole thing doesn't oh, work. Jesus. Them landing on the on the comet and walking around in normal Earth gravity. No. Ain't a-
0: so Hoshi brings the letter to to uh, to Paul's letter to Trip. Um, it's still in Vulcan, but it's just decrypted. Um, and she's like, mm-hmm. she doesn't think it would be good for her to read. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know. And but Trip doesn't have any, pol- you know, problem reading it. I mean, or of course, as he should, he feels like an asshole.
1: Here's the thing: in this situation, who do you give an encrypted message to? Right. Your security guy. Yeah. Why is your security guy doing a science mission?
0: Why is your engineer doing? Yeah. yeah
1: this doesn't make sense. <sighs> <laughs> I can't think of a reason to do this at all. One trip answering the question about the toilets would have been funnier coming yes. from Reed, because right. he's so buttoned up. Like, give give him right. an awkward question to answer. I know it's it's more of an engineering question because uh-huh. they're talking about a ship system, but uh, I don't know. It just why is Reed the duck, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. that's supposed to be to Paul uh-huh. or yeah. he's supposed to be in touch with to Paul like you know get, sending readings back and stuff like that. But no, she's just like having non-feelings uh, about uh, the letter. So she's busy doing that, so she can't be a yeah. science officer. No. That makes sense. Yeah, and uh. he, he tells
0: Ahab that the letter was super personal, and they complain about being it being encrypted, and Trip is all, I have to tell her, and Ahab's like, why? I'm like, wow, dude. Wow.
1: I'm a little torn on that, honestly, because I'm just like, yeah, it's just going to make things worse. Mm-hmm. She's going to feel embarrassed. I'm a little torn because my, my instinct would, would also be to be like, man, I gotta like come clean exactly. about that. I didn't mean to do that. But like but like also he shouldn't have looked at it at all because it's a security thing and just been like yeah, I'm waiting until Malcolm gets back. That's his that's his job. <laughs> like I wouldn't have fucked with that one bit. I wouldn't have touched that shit.
0: No, no, exactly. Yeah, I wish why you knew not to touch that well, shit. For whatever reason, Ahab orders him to do it.
1: Uh. Yeah, it's weird. It's co- this whole it's, thing is it's just It's a jumbled. very
0: badly written episode. <laughs> it's just terrible. It's, just it's just so wonky. So, wonky. Uh, so she's working at the coffee table with this gigantic Swede. Um, and yeah, he's, he's a huge. really tall dude. She makes the Viking leave and um, he tries to approach it as though she's human and would totally understand. Where he's like, have you ever done something that you didn't mean to do? And she's like, no.
1: Because I'm a Vulcan. Her no, and that was incredible. It was so funny. Like, she just looks at him and goes. No. And then turns back to just <laughs> doing what she was doing. What well, she considered I, it. She, she really, pushed, she did, like, think yeah, about it. But she, she was like, She thought about it for a no. second. And then just, no. It <laughs> <laughs> goes back to it. Like, I kind of wanted it to end right there where he just stands there and then. Yeah. They're okay. <laughs> and then he just backs away because <laughs> it's so funny. She just nails that. Uh-huh. She's so good at the deadpans. She, yeah, she uh, is. She's proven that in, in previous episodes, and she does it in this scene, too, mm-hmm. because then he finally, like, he's still going, well, you know, you ever herping when you derp, and then yeah. you, you derp, and then she's finally just like, fucking what? Yeah. And then... He- it just does not go well no. at all.
0: And she's rightfully pissed. And she's like, and she has perfectly good reasons why it wasn't thre- sent through proper channels, like they said. And, and she's like, I have other letters in my quarters. You can read those, too. <laughs> I'm like, lol. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ahab calls her away to sink and, and wants to invite the Vulcan captain for dinner.
1: What's Paul? So she has Florida man come up uh-huh. and just go like, hey. I just invaded your privacy. I know about your thing, you know, your personal shit. And Mm -hmm. she's just like, fucking hell. And then, like, (laughs) Archer's just like, hey, hey, let's do this really bad idea. Help me with this terrible thing.
0: Yeah. And then make him go away. I'm putting it on you to make this Vulcan captain leave.
1: And she's like, her job sucks, dude. Yeah. Which also oh. makes where this episode goes later not make sense. Uh-huh. So yeah, so he's like, all right, help, um, help me with this terrible idea. Uh-huh. And then so she has to.
0: Oh, and and during that scene, the whole time, he's walking back and forth in his ready room, and he, he has to keep ducking his head o- under the bulkhead. <laughs> so it looks really fucking, st- it looks like he's a duck. Like he like ducks his head, and then brings it up, and then ducks his head, and then... Why in the fuck? Who the fuck? Do- Why this guy Terry? What's this fuck? What the
1: fuck, dude?
0: Yeah. How did the... that?
1: <laughs> I literally I mean, have no pacing, words. Pacing makes sense, sure. But pacing in this uh scene doesn't make sense, right?
0: All they had to do, though, is switch the two, switch the two people. Have to Paul come over to the desk. Um, And be in the the lower part of the room so that she's, you know, under the bulkhead. Have him go to the middle part of the room where he doesn't have to fucking duck every second. And then have it. You just just switch the fucking view.
1: He could have stayed seated and had some kind of nervous, like he's like flicking a pen yeah. on and off or something. Could have been anything. It could have really. been
0: anything, but th- a really weird choice. Really weird yeah. choice.
1: It's it's very odd. And second time I think in this episode we've been in the captain's office. Yeah, and the- there is no Porthos. God damn it! <laughs> this show without Porthos has very uh-huh. little redeeming value. Alright? Y'all need to up your beagle quotient.
0: Not enough Porthos. Not enough dog.
1: I hit the thumbs down button because there's just not enough fucking Porthos.
0: This is actually one of my favorite things is that she goes to flocks with a fucking tension headache. And I'm like, <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah. how many of those does she have? Like, I'm, I'm not in any way surprised at that.
1: In my notes I have, in all caps, of course T'Pol has a headache.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got a headache this big and it's got Excedrin written all over it. Oh my god. He tries he Fox tries to get her to open up and you know, she and she's not going to. He tries to he tells her to talk to somebody and then he gives her, you know, a painkiller. And like I said, what seems like four hours ago, they finally go back to Reed and Milk Toast and Reed says they're about to set the charges and explode them. And they've added Vulcaneers to the snowman.
1: He told them to get rid of the whole thing because yeah. it's embarrassing before. And they
0: added Vulcan ears to it. <laughs>
1: That's so fucking stupid. It's just... It's, these two are just fucking... Yeah, uh, these, her, 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 I this mean, is the Beavis the? and Butthead of this uh, episode. They're <laughs> just like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you oh, you, my God. You, you you know, it just, oh, God. They're mm-hmm. so stupid. They're so fucking stupid.
0: But it's funny. Reed is climbing out of the, uh, the the hole that they explode. And from the camera work, I can totally... It's totally this foreshadowing that they're going to have somebody get hurt falling
1: yeah oh and yeah yeah
0: the I, only reason I realized I that, that is, the second
1: time i watched it because yeah. there's the they show the footing basically. Yeah.
0: but um so <laughs> this convert this whole thing with the, with vanik, that's his name vanik v-a-n-i-k captain okay. Vanek this whole dinner with the vulcan captain is so uncomfortable
1: This was actually one of the things that I thought was redeeming about the episode. Mm -hmm. This scene, and then also the scene where uh, where, uh, Florida Man is trying to tell her about the letter. Because this director apparently is really good at capturing awkwardness. Right. Like, the way this is shot is Mm -hmm. excellent. I was just like... Yeah, you just you feel it. You feel. Yeah,
0: it's every family dinner that goes really bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's the one where you it's the one where the girl has to tell dad she's pregnant. You know, or yeah. whatever. I mean, it's 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 the most uncomfortable thing, and and it goes it goes. The acting is very good. It is. I feel like they could have done it. Could have maybe pushed it up a little bit more, but. Fucking Ahab is just.
1: Oh my God. He is. The, <laughs> he. Bacula. <sighs> I think Bacula's actually really good in this episode. He's good at what he's doing. Yeah. The scene where he's recording to the kids, he's like slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Of doing the whole recording thing or whatever. And then he starts to have more fun with it once he's like fucking with Trip about it. Yeah. Yeah. But he's. Sort of okay. Well, I'm doing this, but it's a it's a like slightly slightly awkward. I think he did that really well, and I think he's great in this because uh, Archer is clearly trying hard. Yeah, and it's clear that like uh, Bakula's playing him as someone who's trying hard, right? And it's just not gonna fucking work. He's just well, pushing up rope. Yeah, like it, there's no. It's not gonna work at all, and uh I like i I think it's actually really well done
0: it is, and the thing about it is again it's it's these two people who are talking completely different languages, even though they're using the same words, you know because Vanek is just fucking telling him the truth like he's being really blunt and really rude about it, but he's not saying anything that's not true, yeah, you know he's not saying anything that is cruel or malevolent he's just saying facts and you know it's it's definitely a culture um clash and it makes archer just insane and if archer was not the position he's in and was able to view it from like a completely outside perspective he wouldn't probably he'd be like oh the you know i see what's going on here but because he's A, because he's Ahab, and because he's so fucking racist, and because he's so pissed off at, you know, everything that's going on, he just can't, he can't get there. He can't, like, calm down enough and see it
1: from that perspective. And the, the whole concept was terrible to begin with. The, oh, God, what a dumb the idea. The idea was terrible. Invite the guy for dinner. Guess who's coming to dinner? What the fuck? Of course he. Of course he doesn't want to come to dinner. Like, I yeah. don't understand why Vanek went. No, um, right? I don't know yeah. what social obligation he felt to like come over for the dinner. Yeah. Uh, when he was, especially when he was like, "Well, I already ate." You know, when he's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No shit. laughs> it's just so. Oh my that's god. That's just that moment. Just takes such a. It takes such a like. No, really. This guy doesn't yeah. want to be here. And you uh-huh. should not have invited him. And what uh-huh. did you think uh-huh. was, was going to happen? happen?
0: Trip tries to, quote unquote, break the ice <laughs> by asking the Vulcan cap- captain to tell them about himself. And then T'Pol tries to, because the, cap- the Vannick is like, why would I do that? And T'Pol says, you know, tries to explain it to him. And it does sound actually pretty crazy. Like, tell people who you just met personal details about your life. (laughs) And, you know, the captain gives them very basic information about his career. And Ahab completely loses his shit. and turns into passive aggressive man. And uh, gives them the, uh, you know, tells him, tells Vanek, you know, do you have any questions for me? (laughs) Basically, he's met someone who is completely and blatantly honest. They People who are completely honest are going to say things you don't want to hear. And the Vulcan captain doesn't find humans very interesting.
1: Well, the question that he's trying to figure out, which he could just ask, and he sort of does. Yeah, just fucking ask. He he does, but the way he does it is wrong. Instead of saying, like, Mm -hmm. since you have no interest in us Mm -hmm. and you have no interest in in this comet comet at all or what we're doing why are you here observing us? Like, Mm -hmm. there's no Mm -hmm. question like that. To which Vanek can respond, dude, you blew the lid off of our listening post against the Andorians who like to just show up and beat up monks. Like, what? (laughs) why do you think you can just go like run around and like do whatever you want after that? This sort
0: of cowboy diplomacy will not easily be tolerated anymore.
1: We should be shooting at you. Yeah. When Archer's finally like, all right, fuck out of here. And the the Vulcan guy gets up and he's leaving. He turns and says something to T'Pol. I don't know if we ever find out what this is, do we?
0: We don't. No, We they never tell us what he says. And it sounds so like, it sounds so much like an insult or a what the fuck is wrong with you or, you know, something like that. And I'm like, it's not clear enough from the context for us to really, I just, it's another one of those like, why didn't the writers just tell us what was going on? And he has like a red shirt. Fucking show him to the airlock, which I thought was really good because it was so insulting. <laughs> um, but like, it, yeah, it it, it it it's he says it with a lot of emotion.
1: He really does. He really spits it out.
0: It's really weird. Um, so back on the bridge, which. <sighs> Which there seems to be a time jump there, too. I don't know what, maybe something wrong with the editing or something, but there seems to be a weird time jump there because he's coming out one area where, and, you know, he's all calm and stuff. So I'm like, what happened in between these two scenes, you know? Hoshi says that the comet is turning because of the explosion that they did, and they've got to get out of there in, like, two hours.
1: Yeah, Of course the comet's pitch got thrown off. I mean, they Mm -hmm. set off a bomb on it, and it's not like it's large or anything. Somehow it magically has enough gravity. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, one small bomb can just throw off its entire course. I mean, Mm. uh, all right, Uh, sure, okay. Anyway, (laughs) I feel like if, I don't know, your science officer had been overseeing the mission... They'd have come up with something other than make bomb blow up uh-huh. or found another place to drill. I don't know. Clearly, they have her doing her own like personal story thing. But um, right. I think it would be more interesting if she's stressed from that and trying to not show that she's stressed from that while she's doing this. Sort your fucking life out, mate. Right. But, right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so bring the conflict to the story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: don't have it separated from the actual story. Yeah bring in the conflict because you've know, yeah.
1: thrown off like everyone's jobs everyone's doing someone else's job mm-hmm. in order to do that and mm-hmm. it's stupid
0: and it's yeah it's very so stupid.
1: back in her quarters uh she calls trip in to talk about the letter mm-hmm. this scene actually i thought was pretty good too yeah i guess this guy's just, like his best scenes are just people sitting there talking right right i think he's i guess he's more of an actor's director Two shots. which is weird mm-hmm. because the guy is like uh, had um actually he passed away so maybe let's not you know sh- shit no. on him too much <laughs> oh, um God. sorry um oh, sorry yeah, sorry about that shame 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 because he's very much a, a technical guy, he's worked in just mm-hmm. the technical aspect of a whole bunch of movies that we, you know, talked about before. Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that his best scenes are people talking to each other. Just talking. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. that the vis effects don't look good for the time for this. I actually think that later on the ice cracking and stuff like that, it looks pretty good.
0: Yeah, for the for the time that this was made, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I f- I find this funny. He he trips says that he's only been in three relationships. That's
1: weird. How old is that he? That is weird.
0: I know. And, and he's like, yeah, but they all went bust. I'm like, dude, how old are you? Yeah,
1: that was weird. <laughs> like, I didn't buy that one. Bit. I don't buy
0: that at all. Yeah, not at all. North Florida, so, yeah, the he- beach.
1: I mean, come on. People people <laughs> meet, you know, come on. People get drunk and meet, you know what I'm saying? They got drunk girls going wild. Party with margarita villas and serial killers while you watch a gator eat a child.
0: So the whole thing is that she has to leave Enterprise immediately because she has she's supposed to marry this dude Koss on Vulcan, because marriage is arranged in childhood, and this is whole this whole thing with Vulcan culture and tradition and everything. And I'm like, this does not make sense with the Vulcans.
1: Yeah, it's established. It's canon. It's very established. We know this. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't make it's sense. So uh, weird. This. Yeah, uh, my notes were like, uh, this just raises. Questions about Vulcan society and why mm-hmm. this would work like this. Uh, why would the Vulcans want this system? Yeah. Why would Vulcans value tradition? There is no logic to tradition. Exactly. I think I'm yeah. quoting Doug Stanhope, but tradition is the baggage of the dead. You don't have to carry mm-hmm. it. They won't know if you yeah. put it down for something <laughs> better.
0: <laughs> and they don't care because they're dead.
1: Exactly. It's I don't get this one bit. I get why Klingons no, are super into their traditions. Sure. Um, who else? Who's uh, the Bajorans, I get why they would be mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. into you know because of all that that culture has been through. But... Pretty much the Vulcans' problems were their own that they invented, and then yep. they found their own way out of it by embracing log- the, the, yeah. the, the whole logic philosophy took mm-hmm. over the entire planet. It's it's weird. He's like, well, you don't know each other, you're just kids. How are you going to get married? And then she, she's like, well, mm-hmm. it's expected that we'd develop affection for each other eventually. Wow. Why? Why is developing well, affection is, for each other a thing that you want in Vulcans again this, uh, they're, they're the logic people I, I don't yeah. get this all of this breaks down I,
0: yeah it, it really does and and I'm I feel like they're trying to um, teach a lesson about like you know immigrants tradition versus personal choice you know it's, it's just the way it's done is just so fraught and argumentative that it could have been a much more um, if they had if he had directed it a little differently it could have been much more of a um, conversation that explored the you know the idea better and the way they do it it's just like this I don't know hitting butting heads
1: I I will say this I didn't think of this until just now Tripp is being as honest as Vrenick was mm-hmm. well, not really, yeah, because true. because Vrennic's not actually being honest about what um, he he doesn't say what, what his yeah. what his real yeah. intentions are. But trip is mm-hmm. trip is just being honest, like you know she's asking him in, his advice and things things like he's like, well, that's stupid. Y'all know each other and that whole bit. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love. No one ever means this. Uh, I respect your customs, but you know that's fucking stupid. Like uh, I respect yeah. your thing, uh, but it's like no, but, that means you yeah. don't because yep. it's stupid for whatever reason. Where uh, you, yep. you you believe that it's stupid for whatever reason, you know. Yeah, honestly, I don't think his advice was like bad. No,
0: but it's not. Um They just don't explore it well because it's such an argumentative conversation. They don't it doesn't come to any kind of real conclusion. It's this I mean, it's basically they they, the way they do it over and over again is T'Pol has to learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's
0: wrong. And T'Pol has to
1: learn. There has been no reason given as to why she would want to stay at all. Because exactly her that, in the first episode she's exactly like it. this sucks I want to be gone and I can't wait till yeah. uh, I am gone and nothing in between that conversation and now has shown her oh no I really should be here yeah. this is fucking fantastic yeah and working out great for me right every single episode uh-huh. is everyone like blowing her off even though she's totally right yep and and no one no one ever going like well Tabal, you nailed it sorry we're gonna listen yeah. to you next time. Yeah, there's no reason why she shouldn't go. Oh, thank God! Oh, thank God! I have a reason to get out of here.
0: Like she needs some kind of fucking motivation to stay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go marry Coss or fucking whatever his mm-hmm. name is. Like he's you don't have to hang out with people who are like, look, somebody somebody made an insulting drawing of your race. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, and miss out on all that. Yeah. And miss out on, like, you know, the humans who People smell bad and have shitty tech. And and, oh. and
0: invade your privacy all the time and yeah. shit on all your tradition. Yeah, it sounds great. They have n- not yet once given her a reason to even think that they <laughs> value her.
1: Not at all. There's there is nothing that indicates, well, I'm, I may be going against tradition, but I'm really making a difference here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if anything nothing. she's keeping them alive
1: that's it yeah i guess and it's like why keep them alive they're idiots yeah like what Who gives a shit just be like okay i tried i did that whole thing i just i can't fucking take this anymore <laughs> exactly take this
0: job and shove it i ain't working here no more so
1: none of this works no. none of this makes no. sense uh so back on the comet Uh, Travis... uh, Hey, you called it. You saw it. Uh, Travis hurts his knee knee. trying to climb out. Mm -hmm.
0: I do want him... I wish he had sweared or, you know, cussed or something like that, but he didn't. (laughs) He's just a good little boy. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) And So they've got to escape the sun. The sun is coming. Mm -hmm. They should have left immediately uh, as soon as they were like, fuck, the sun's going to burn us alive in two hours? I'm sorry, but two hours in EV suits uh, is not that much uh-uh. time like get out of there yeah. as soon as that happens you just go like uh, all right this, this no we're we're out we're we're mm-hmm. done it's not like oh but we have to get this ore in order to uh, get this needed supply to some colony or no, else they'll yeah. all die it's yeah, just like no we want to like look at the at the uh, at the metal mm-hmm. named ice metal or whatever they called it <laughs>
0: icilium <silly> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Icelium, fuck you, bitch! Icelium, oh. go get fucked! Icelium, yep. get the fuck out of here! <laughs> All right. Anyway, but yeah, so it's no, they gotta. Time. Yeah, danger time. We gotta get to danger time. Mm-hmm. So the eye starts cracking, and mm-hmm. which looks pretty cool, like for the time. Hey, yeah. you know. Emmy nomination. Yeah. Um, And looks pretty cool. The thing that sucks in the directing, though, is that they keep stopping to look around at their imminent doom. And then they keep moving again. They go, wait, it's still cracking. Better stop and take a gander. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> okay let's, let's keep, keep moving.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, you know that doesn't happen. I mean, yeah.
1: I have been on uh, a lake of ice mm-hmm. and was the the first time I'd ever done that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard, I was by myself, and as soon as I heard like a noise from the ice, I was like, fuck this, and I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking out of here.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, I can tell you that ice skating on... on- like a frozen lake, is not as good as, you know, an ice skating rink, definitely. Because a frozen lake doesn't have a, uh, fuck, what are those called? A,
1: a Zamboni, Zamboni machine. Zamboni,
0: yeah. Ice skating on a on a lake doesn't, there's no Zamboni for that. So it's definitely not as good. Yeah,
1: yeah it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a lot bumpier. So they get into the ship and then turn on the engines. engines. Ah. Oh, man. God. Guess what? You're blowing. Even Hoshi's sitting there like, even I knew not to do that shit in space (laughs) on ice, bro. Like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. That's when you go, that's when you start to turn the thing on. They go, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. That's not a good idea. Yeah, hold on.
0: And Milktoast says later in like a, the next scene or whatever, he says we shouldn't have turned on the engines. And I'm like, duh, you're blowing.
1: They should have just said, uh, "Sir, uh, the ice is going to break. Uh, can, you can you use, just the, use the, grappler? the grappler
0: right now?" instead of waiting until we fall into a fucking crevasse, you know.
1: It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Use the grappler. Yeah. And, and They're on ice that's cracking. Why would you turn on the giant plasma heat everything <laughs> up boxes?
0: And I assume at this point, any halfway intelligent person is is can tell you where the story is going at that yeah. point. Um, Ahab takes the helm away from a dude that doesn't have a name. You're not going to die on the planet, guy. I'm not? What's my last name?
1: To, um, uh... nobody knows you know why because my character isn't important enough for a last name because I'm going to die five minutes in guy,
0: you have a last name
1: do I do I the guy doesn't trust his staff much evidently does he? not yeah
0: the Vulcans offer to help uh, Ahab is like fuck you you're jerks um, and he keeps trying to get closer and closer and closer and they get one grappler to connect, and Ahab's like, reel them in, like they're a fucking fish or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, predictably, the shuttle gets wedged in because the grappler's dumb, and it's a dumb thing. Their grappler <laughs> yeah. is bad, and you should feel bad.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, it falls further into the ice, and they're like, oh, no, um, this sucks, because, yep. ob- yeah, obviously. Um, so to Paul, is like, for fuck's sake, listen to me. Yeah. This one time, yeah. before you get people killed, yeah. you dumb motherfucker, and let the Vulcans help with the magic lifty beam.
0: Yeah, she has to tell him that, she has to be like, Vanek is expecting you to say no. You should prove him wrong. Right, Captain? You know, like she's that, talking to a yeah. fucking child.
1: It is horrifying that that is the tactic that she has to resort exactly. to instead of your two, se- like you have two senior officers that are going to die. Mm-hmm. They're going to die like uh, on a frozen ball yeah. of ice.
0: Because of your fucking pride. Yeah. Are you
1: fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like that that's what she has to do. Yeah. She learned her lesson from Trip, yep, in order yep, to yep. to get Archer to learn his lesson uh-huh. uh, in a stupid way, kind of. <laughs> and it's awful. It's all just awful. It's, it, it's so
0: bad. So the Vulcans tractor the shuttle out of the chasm, as we knew they would. As soon as as basically as soon as the the shuttle goes down the chasm, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, you know what's going to happen, and the Vulcans are going to have to save them.
1: I don't know. Uh, part of me thought he was just going to be like, no, and then actually pull it off barely and right. go, see, see how great yeah, I yeah, am, or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then the Vulcan guy would have to be like, hmm. It seems these humans are more resourceful than we thought. Hurrumph, and then right. turn and leave or right. something. Like, I honestly, I thought that's where that was going. I didn't think that the Vulcans were actually going to pull them out. I thought it was going to be like. Uh, Captain we can save them and he's like no I have grit and determination we can do and, it. And yeah and then he does and then I go oh fuck, this is awful yeah you know but <laughs> but uh, so I honestly was a little bit surprised yeah that they that they did it to where Archer has to uh, back down and swallow uh, his
0: tongue trip tries to poke at the the Vulcan captain trying to get the specs for the tractor beam and gets told it's classified and I'm like why did they again also why did they do that that seems weird um right. and to paul asks you know she she asked this is weird she asks to send a message to the to the vulcan ship to send a vulcan
1: that's done like solely for, for the yeah. audience benefit because of
0: course she does because a it's the lesson she learned b otherwise mm. the enterprise would already be on fire and explode if she left and C because it would be dumb to drop a main character this early and early in the series was this ever in doubt
1: especially like your eye candy character yeah. get it, right. <laughs> it makes a hundred percent uh sense for her to be like um I'm out of here yeah but no 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 nope, no no nope, nope, nope. no no, no, no. Oh, Christ, yeah, yeah. her whole like f- well, we f- are free to choose, and you yeah. choose, and you're free to choose thing or whatever, which goes back to oh, I forgot about this the um argument that her and Trip have uh-huh. when he was like well, maybe subconsciously you you wanted to stay here anyway yeah and. Yeah. She's like, that implies that my subconscious mind makes my decisions. Guess what? It does. Uh-huh. Your subconscious mind does make your decisions. Yep. That is how your brain works. Yep. But I doubt whoever wrote this knew anything about neuroscience, and most people don't. And that's fine. <laughs> right, and I right. barely do. I just you know read things here and there. Yeah. But I'm not, not uh, exactly an expert in the field, sure. but yes, that's how your brain actually works.
0: The last shot is her sitting, meditating with a piece of pecan pie, not eating it. She's just sitting there staring at it because there's no fucking way that an actri- actress in that costume could eat that fucking pie.
1: When Tripp brings up the letter initially, <laughs> it's on the bridge, like, in public. Yeah. And on on a small bridge, Uh, like you, uh, you can get away with like a whispered conversation on uh, the TNG Enterprise, like the Enterprise D.
0: There's lots of times when they have like a side conversation, like Picard and Troy or Picard and Riker or something like that. But you can't, not on that fucking bridge and not in the coffee table area.
1: No, I mean, everybody's right there. Mm -hmm. So when he has that initial conversation with her, uh, it's in public. Yep. And then uh, this thing where he, he just turns. No one else knows anything about this letter, okay? Yeah. Uh, he turns to her and he's like, so I guess you're packing your bags and you're leaving, right? Right. And the... It was, what? I mean, and no one reacts to this yeah. because no one else knows about this at all. He uh-huh. hasn't he hasn't told anybody. There's you know, she sh- certainly hasn't. So he he just says this like out loud, yeah. like anyway about your life-changing decision. derpa. Right. And she's just like, uh no, I'm gonna stay here uh-huh. because I hate myself or something. Yeah, I don't know. Because
0: I'm <laughs> I am fucking masochistic. I'm gonna stay here.
1: Yeah, so that sucked. That yeah, was awful. It's a
0: terrible episode. The next episode is really one I hate too, I'm sorry to say. But you know, like All I said. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I committed to, to this for you, the fucking listeners. <laughs> May there be much more of you in the future. We do it because we love it.
1: <laughs> Honestly. We do it because we want to love it. Yes, exactly. We love Trek. We love want Trek. to love Enterprise. Yes.
0: There are enough really great episodes and parts of this show that it is worth going through the really shit episodes like this one and the next one to get to those really good ones um there's one coming up that's absolutely one of my favorite pieces of sci-fi ever awesome i'm so glad you said that i'm so stoked yeah so killer definitely it 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 is worth the um slogging through these shitty episodes (laughs) So.
1: And we've we've always found something oh, in the yeah. episodes that we like. Absolutely, uh, even th- all the ones that we've hated, we found. Oh well, you know this was cool. This mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. we were talking about the effects in this are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the direction I think around the um, awkward moments yes. and stuff mm-hmm. are good. Anytime jo- Jolene Blaylock is doing funny deadpan yeah. is good. She's great. Uh, yeah, she's fantastic. Actually, in this whole thing, yeah. now to think about yeah, it, yeah, she's, she really, she's is. really good in this episode. Mm-hmm. So that sucks for her. Yeah. To be, oh God, that's got to be the worst for an act for an actor. You're doing a really great job in a bad episode yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh You just nobody, can do what yeah. you
0: can do. You know. I mean, it's it's the actor is. I mean, that's why so many actors go into directing and stuff like that because they know they see the other side of it and they want to do something better. You know. So. Yeah. Um. So All right. band names.
1: Let's close this shit out. Oh, <laughs> band names christ i didn't give myself enough time for band names on this that's okay my band um, name
0: was to paul saves everyone all the times and time and continues to get shit on <laughs> that's my band name
1: still a better band name than and they will know us by the trail of dead <laughs> oh, yeah. or i wrestled a bear once
0: is that seriously a band name <laughs> I wrestled a bear. Oh, God,
1: Jesus. Yeah, I thought they were kidding. And I, I was like, no one named their band that. And then I found it, and I was like,
0: holy oh, my shit.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: So what did you say <sighs> your recommendation was? Non-track recommendation? I'm going to come
1: up with a band name thing. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, let me talk about my
1: recommendation then. Okay, I'll think of a band name later. Um, I'm not going to think of a band name. Just go over a recommendation. Okay.
0: Um, my recommendation today is... Uh, a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Lemmino. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's L E M M I N O. Just let me know, um, okay. so or or let me know is shortened. I don't know how uh, how he meant it, but basically, what the channel is is he takes um, interesting, uh, weird, prob you know experiences or problems or accidents or something like that and breaks it down very logically and very skeptically so Uh. he talks about he does like a 20-minute video about the lost colony of Roanoke Um, he does a 20-minute video about uh, the Dyatlov Pass incident which is one of my something that I've always found very fascinating was the Dyatlov Pass incident um, in Russia and he uses a lot of research and really really um, gives it a good going over so I cool. definitely recommend him
1: I'm going to go for band name I'm going to go with Boomer Snow because
0: ah. right.
1: like he he'd never really seen Snow and I feel like it just it sounds kind of like a cocaine reference <laughs> and anything that's like vaguely like a drug reference sort of like yeah. thing uh, often works out especially for cocaine the, uh, the band The Powder Room is one of right. the best bands that Athens ever produced sure
0: it is a great band.
1: Yeah, it's a great band name because it's, it's sort of a cocaine reference. So you know that's that's pretty good. Yeah. So I'll go with Boomer Snow. All right. Um, yeah. My recommendation I mentioned earlier is Moon Boy. Moon Boy was a series on Hulu. It was fairly short lived, and it was uh, created and produced and uh, guest starred Chris O'Dowd, who I like. Who I like. This show. It's kind of like an Irish Calvin and Hobbes. Nice. Except live action. So this kid, he lives in like a small town in Ireland. And he has an imaginary friend. And his imaginary friend is Chris O'Dowd. Nice. So he's just kind of his buddy who appears and stuff. And it's really funny. Um, It's sort of like a Malcolm in the Middle. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. an Irish Malcolm in the Middle. But there's a big Calvin and Hobbes like nice Um, influence in it you can tell just because of the imaginary yeah yeah he's basically hobbs you know um this kid who's sort of written Mm -hmm, to be like mm -hmm. his younger self i think is sort of the sort of basic character and the kid is just this little wide-eyed like doofus like he's great he's so funny Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. family friendly ish i don't know close if it's got a kid in it wouldn't want like little kids to watch it
0: kind of usually usually i mean yeah unless you're talking about like horror or something (laughs) it's usually at least minimally uh family friendly
1: so yeah moon boy it's m-o-o-n-e it isn't that popular of a show i don't know why it didn't take off Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. but uh everybody who's seen it loves it so cool yeah all right moon boy that's mine okay hailing frequencies are open i think a really good thing would be to focus on charities and people doing some good work so if anybody out there has a charity that they think is really fantastic maybe something we haven't heard of yeah. you know we've all heard of like the Red Cross and um, Doctors Without Borders mm-hmm. these are all good things but uh, maybe there's something local to you that you'd like to get a little more attention to yes. maybe try and get some donations their way send us an email we are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com and uh, tell us about it and we'll, we'll get it rolling and for a little donation we will push the charity or good cause of your choice giving directly to those charities is awesome Uh, But, hey, another option would be to give a little bit to us, and then we can amplify that charity signal. And then, uh, hey, they would end up with more donations because these episodes are going to live on as people discover uh, rewatching Enterprise and that sort of thing. So go ahead and hit us up. We are Star Trek stuff at Gmail dot com because hailing frequencies are open. Absolutely. Also, uh, I've got a few audiobooks that are out there that I've narrated, and one of them is called The Holocaust Saviors, and it's on Audible. Really great uh, short book, but full of these really fascinating, uplifting stories about how people rescued other people during the Holocaust and saved all these lives. And it's just a good sort of uplifting story for dark times, and I think people could use that. So The Holocaust Saviors is on Audible. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> Live long and prosper. All right. Black Lives matter. matter. I mean, it is pretty rough having to watch Enterprise, but, you know.
0: No, I mean just in the United States. Yeah, I know. I mean, that- we, have, we have like a dumbass Netanyahu.
1: Yeah, that was the joke, but. Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>